Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very exciting. And right now it is Easter Sunday. When you are listening to this, it's Easter Sunday. We're on the bank holiday. I mean, you might be also in the middle of the week. You might not listen to it on Sunday, but we're in holiday mode, guys, and I am loving life. I just feel so much... Well, actually, let's not speak too soon. I, I do feel happier because... There's just so much less stress going on in my life. I am, honestly, I've never felt so stress-free. And yet I am still slightly stressed. I am still, you know, when you don't have anything on and that gives you stress because I just feel like I should be doing something. I feel like there should be things that I'm doing. So I feel like I'm going all in on the podcast and like way more like doing things to do with it, which is good because it needed some, a bit of focus time. It needed some time of its own where I could really kind of like brainstorm the things I wanted to do with it. But also I kind of feel like it's strange that I should be, I should really be doing other things. But right now I'm at home. I came home on Thursday. Today is Saturday. I keep getting like mixed up at what day it is. I think, I thought it was Sunday, but it's not. It's Saturday, which is, it's good. I love being at home. I love home so much more now. I feel like I used to not like coming home. Not like because I didn't like spending time with my family, but I didn't like where I lived. I, I didn't feel like that connected to it. Maybe didn't like is a bit of a strong word, but I didn't feel super connected with it. I didn't have like friends where I lived. I didn't really have anyone where I lived. So it never really felt like I didn't really, I didn't, you know, when people have those really solid friendship groups that they used to come back to, I never really used to have that. And then COVID happened and I spent so much more time at home. And then obviously I moved to uni for my final year of uni and then came back in my gap year and lived at home for another year. And it was in that year that I feel like I really made Scarborough my own. Like, I feel like I really made it somewhere where I can call home on my own because I've spent so much time here on my own that when I come back here I'm always reminded about how much I've grown and how much I've changed from the person I was before and how much this place is a foundation for who I am today and it's always a really nice to come back because also I'm surrounded by like all of my stuff that I haven't seen in ages and not gonna lie I've taken all the good bits there's not many good bits left but it's still nice being in the room where everything kind of started, you know, like recording the podcast and I still record it in the same spot. I'm literally sat on my bedroom floor and I put my phone on my bedside table and I look out the window and it's just nice to come back here and feel, I don't know, just settled. I feel very happy in the place I'm at now in my life. I feel very grateful and very content with, I finally feel like for me, my life was lacking like proper friendships. I didn't feel like I had, I did, I'm not saying I didn't have friends, I did. And if you're listening to this and you're my friend, you know I have friends, like I'm not saying it like that, but I felt like I didn't really have a massive social circle and I'd never really had a big social circle where I lived. Like, that I don't, I can't explain it, but that was something that when I moved to London was really important to me, feeling like I had that solid friendship group and I feel like now I've really created that and I'm happy. Like, I'm really, really, really happy, and it's nice. You know, I'm not, I haven't, like, there's still moments where I feel unhappy. Like, recently, I felt like I've been in a bit of a plateau, but we're not, right, this is my issue. I feel like I might have said this on literally every podcast for the last three weeks, but I have been saying that I've been in a plateau and just being a bit like, like, life has just been a bit, same old, same old, nothing really happening, just going to uni, coming back, doing my work, like, nothing that exciting, and then like just a bit boring and I didn't really feel like the podcast was going anywhere and like I just ugh, just felt a bit like ugh. 
And now I've realised, I've just been saying this to myself over and over and over again, that I've stopped myself getting excited about things going on in my life and I'm refusing to acknowledge the good things that are happening. I'm acting like nothing good is happening. I'm acting like I'm not doing really well at uni. I'm doing really well. Like I've got good grades in it and I'm really like, if I'd have got the grades I got this term last term, oh my God, I'd have been so happy. There was points last term where I was going to drop out and now I'm doing it and like I started to get a few interviews, well, I've had one interview for somewhere, but it's like things like that. And like, it's hard not to put so much value. I think the issue with social media sometimes and like wanting to grow on social media is that you have these periods of high success. You have these periods of time where it's like, you get loads of followers really quickly. You get loads of views really quickly. And it's the same with the podcast. Some episodes will literally get a thousand views, a thousand listens. And that's crazy. That's so exciting. Some will get 300. But now if I look back and I think about if episodes used to get 300, that would be shocking to me because they used to get 20. But do you know what I mean? It's like, it becomes a bit of a numbers game rather than the impact you're having on things. And I realised I've been solely focusing on this numbers game that I've been happening. And I have let that numbers game rule my life. And it's not really like... I'm ignoring all the good things that are happening. I'm ignoring everything that's good. And because I'm doing that, I was listening to a podcast and I think it was an Abraham Hicks one. And they were talking about how, sorry, I am a bit ill. I think I'm better today than I was the past two days, but I've had a really bad head cold. But I am better today. So if I sound a bit gross, then that's why. But I was listening to an episode of the Abraham Hicks podcast thing and they were talking on about, they was like mentioning about how when you focus on the things that aren't going right in your world, like life or not going right, but like you focus on the things that are failing, you kind of block everything good that's happening because all your energy is going into those things that are failing. So you fail to acknowledge all the good things. And then it's like law of attraction manifestation. The good things can't flow to you if you're just focusing on the negative side of things. So I'm changing my energy. I have decided that I'm very excited about my life and I'm very excited about all the great things that are coming to me. And if I'm in a plateau, then that means the good things are coming behind the scenes and I just don't know what they are yet. So I'm just trying to be really excited about life and not let my brain overthink all that's going on in my life into making it feel like it's miserable because when it's really, really not, like that's not the case at all. Because I found myself comparing to everyone else, like all of my friends right now are having such like incredible growth moments, like incredible growth moments, things that are going on in their lives. And I'm like, you have literally waited years for this and it's happening now. Like, and I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. Like I get emotional thinking about it. I'm so proud of them all because they're all doing such incredible things that they've worked so hard, like literally years and it's all coming together. And then in like a very selfish back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's not all come together for me yet. And then I said this to my mum last night and she's like, get a grip. <laughs> like, take this as like a verbal slap in the face. You're doing so many things. You're doing so well. You just can't see it yet. And I think it's really interesting about, well, I'm going to talk about more of this in the content part of the podcast, but about how my brain focuses on criticism and rejection. Anyway, that's what this podcast episode is on. It's on rejection is redirection because something that I really want to talk about. But anyway, we should probably do a bit more of a life update. I kind of launched straight into my thought processes. I feel like after I go on a run, I have so many things to say because I'm just thinking the entire time and especially because my headphones died this way at time. So I had a lot of time to think. But anyway, let's do a life update. As you know, I'm home. Home is lovely. I 
I came back yesterday, no Thursday, and then yesterday I went and I had a spa morning, it was very nice, and they had like an order that you did all the different saunas in, and it was like a detox order, and I actually think it's made me feel so much better, because I just felt a bit like tired and run down and I feel so much happier and healthier. My skin looks incredible. Like they had all of the Elemis products, Elemis products. If I could be gifted by anyone, Elemis, please, please choose me. Their products, they're just my favourite. I can't, I don't know what, I just love them. I love them so, well maybe, no, I think they are. Well, they're my favourite that I've tried. I actually haven't tried many skincare products because they're quite expensive. So I tend to go for like more cheaper ones. But out of what I have tried, Elemis ones are always beautiful and smell so nice. And they had all of these Elemis testers that you could just use whilst you're at the spa. Oh, I went all out. I did my full skincare routine. I added, I use a lip serum, a lip line corrector serum what what does that even do I don't even know but it was lovely so I did that and then I went to the hairdressers and I got all of my hair cut off and now I have a bob apparently I don't meant to call it a bob apparently it's like shoulder length it is shoulder length but to me it feels very short I'm got my fringe cut and I do like it I'm just I need to work out how to style it because it's not, I didn't style it very well today, and I think you can tell, and I'm going to the theatre later on tonight, so I need to sort that out, but I'm having such a nice time, because today I went for a run, and I'm sorry, running in London is so easy, it's so flat, it's literally like just running, just a flat plane, running at home, I ran up a hill for seven minutes, seven minutes of my little legs going one step in front of the other it was horrific it was torture I did a 7k run and I felt more tired than when I did the half marathon I honestly thought I was gonna die speaking of you are now speaking to a half marathon completer guys it was incredible like I'm so proud of myself for doing it when I signed up to do the half marathon it wasn't something that I actually thought I could do I just needed something to look forward to because I tend to get into a bit of a dip phase in like September no January time I tend to like not really do many fun like I don't know I'm just in a bit of a dip phase so I knew I needed something to work towards and having this goal in March that I had a half marathon coming up it felt like kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel type thing and it was really important for me to have that and honestly it will it it was the best thing that I've ever done I loved it I really really loved it you're just running with people and everyone is so happy and everyone's cheering you on there's literally thousands of people cheering you and because your name has your banner has your name on like people like like cheering you and your name and runners compassion they're like go on you can do it and then they say like go on Bella you can do it and I'm like this is emotional and my marathon playlist I set it up and I started and Underworld came on and I was like this is emotional I might cry I honestly felt like I was in a music video I felt like I was in my own movie scene because my playlist mm, it was great but I feel like it was a very personal greatness like some of you have asked to have it and you can have it but you're probably not going to find it great because it was literally like all of my childhood songs like the final kilometer guess what comes on the climb Miley Cyrus Jesus Christ that that was emotional that was therapeutic you know that (laughs) 
released some unknown trauma i was i was flying i felt like it was i felt like i was in a movie it was great i reckon everyone around me is always listening to like proper like serious like dun 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 music to like push them on and i was there like i was in a movie i could have had cameras around me and i'd done a full show dance to it but i withheld myself i withheld it it was great and i felt so proud of myself for doing it because i did it an hour and 44 and I could have done it faster. I just put myself in the wrong group. I didn't really understand how it all works. And it doesn't really matter. It's like you pick the group that you, like, you think your speed is at. And then they have people who run it at that speed. And I just did my 5k time times three. Um, but obviously I did that in January. And since January my speed has like increased quite a lot. So I was just in like a, the slower group. Which meant I didn't have a pacer. Which meant I couldn't really gauge how fast I was doing it. Like I didn't know. I was just running. I was really tired, but I was just running. But I think if I'd have had someone in front of me that was doing it an hour and a half, I would have stuck with them. Because the thought of doing it in an hour and a half, I'd have been so proud of myself. But I'm excited to do. I'm not going to do one. Every, I'm going to do one every year in March. Because I think that's a really good thing for me to like focus on. I really enjoyed it. But also I didn't, I got a bit bored training. Because you have to do like four hours of running. No, two hours of running every weekend. And that is a long time to run for. Like it's long and you can't be hung over for it. Like I would have to cancel plans because I couldn't be hung over to run. You know? So I'm really glad I did it. Only going to do one a year. But going to definitely do it every single March. And now I'm trying to keep up this level of fitness. Like keep up my level of running. I want to be able to do like... 15 kilometers regularly so i did seven today that's because scarborough is literally a hill a hill from start to finish but i've enjoyed it and god this has been a long life update sorry guys a lot of things have happened i've booked my first festival summer is here summer is here and i'm so excited for it i want to know what festivals you guys are all going to what type of ones you want to go to i i am gonna go see underworld and i'm so excited you know in a song all of Become just becomes like an emotional song for you. And I can't explain it, but that song has just become like my anthem of everything is going to go great. Like when Born Slippy comes on, I'm just like, this is emotional. I have made it. And like, I imagine all of my goals that I've had. I really want to win a podcast competition. I don't know where they are. I don't know how you get into them. I don't even know what podcast competitions there are. I don't even know if that's a thing. But I just have this vision of me being like accepting an award and like crying and it's you've got mail and like I was like this is emotional. This is the thing I have all of my different goals and I think about it with this song and I could just see them all coming into play and now I feel excited about them because I've changed how I feel about everything. Beforehand I was a bit of a miserable person. I was being like very down about it all and not really seeing how it was like a positive thing and now I realize how positive it really is and I feel I feel good, you know? But I did feel shit yesterday. I don't want this to feel like she is thriving. Because we're honest on here. And yesterday was a bad day. Yesterday was a bad day. But we're going to talk about more of that in the content side of things. But I do think it's because I've had a lack of routine. I was talking to one of my friends about this earlier on today. About the fact that I love having nothing to do. And it's lovely not being stressed. Don't get me wrong. But I need a bit of a routine. I like a routine. A routine is good for me. A routine is good for my mental health. It's good for me to stay on track with things and feel like I'm like, the world isn't running away with me. That's important for me. And I've been neglecting it slightly. And I've been not really, I've been drinking more than I usually would. I haven't drank for the last week. So that was good. Um, is that a lie? 
I drank on Tuesday, but I had one beer, so that does not count. Um, but I've been, I've been good, and I think that's helped me kind of stay on track a bit more. But you know how last, like, was it last podcast? I don't know. When did I do it? I think it was last week when I was talking about having a glow up. I realised I picked the worst week for that to happen. I literally said I was going to have a glow up and then went to Manchester and was like, absolutely not. But I think I'm going to try it now. This, today is the first day where I'm doing the glow up things. And what I'm going to be doing is exercising, reading, meditating, journaling, something creative every day. Then I'm going to write my gratitude list. I'm going to script something. Those, I'm going to do them every single day for the next month and we're going to see what great things happen. And when I write my gratitude list, I'm not just writing it. Beforehand, I was just writing it and like just having it. And now I write it and I read over the things and I actually feel grateful for them. That's really important. I used to do all of these things and I just stopped because I stopped seeing the point of it all and I feel like it lost its energy of like good things. You know when you're doing something and it's like you can feel it having a good impact on your brain and the good energy and stuff. I didn't feel that anymore. And so this new change, new me, maybe, I don't want to give it a name, I just want it to be like my new way of life, sometimes I feel like you have a dip though before you can flourish, you know, you have to have a bit of a change of scenery, but anyway, we should probably go on to the content part of this week's podcast, so this week we are talking about how rejection is redirection. Just quickly before we go into the content part of the podcast, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to the podcast. You guys listen every week. Honestly, makes my day. I just record this in my bedroom and sometimes I forget that anyone listens and then when you guys message me or interact with the podcast, honestly, makes my day. But if you could just do one thing, one tiny little thing, it would be press the subscribe button because the amount of people that subscribe to the podcast is a really good metric that I can use to then work on the podcast and see how the podcast is doing and see how the podcast is growing because it's kind of tricky with listenership like with listener numbers because you don't know if someone's just listened to it twice or if they've like paused it and then press play again you know so that's a really good metric for me to gain an understanding of how many people are here and I would really really appreciate it so if possible please press subscribe follow me on Instagram and on TikTok and I would really massively appreciate that but anyway on to the content part for this week's episode So today we are talking about how rejection, I'm just going to move you closer because I've realised you're a little bit far away. Today we are talking about how rejection is redirection because it's something that's been very prominent throughout my life, but it's something that I haven't been very, like it's taken me a while to realise and I really didn't recognise it until like the last time it happened. And kind of you only recognise it looking back on things, but by recognising it, looking back on different things that have happened in my life, I'm now a lot more kind of receptive when things don't go my way. And I'm a lot less like harsh on myself and thinking like it's catastrophizing the situation because I understand the reasons behind why it's happening and I understand that it's okay for these things to happen in that way and it's okay for things not to work out on the first try because it means that other things are going to work out instead and I think a lot about how I was watching a TikTok video earlier and it was saying about how people with ADHD suffer even worse with criticism and I can't remember what they said about it but I just thought it was interesting and they were talking about how people with ADHD when people criticize you it can be really debilitating for your self-esteem and your confidence because it really knocks down everything that you're doing because it becomes that sole thing that you focus on and it's something that I recognize when someone criticizes something that I'm doing like I get so many lovely comments on TikTok 
I've probably had about five bad ones, but when those five bad ones happened, I literally cried. I cried and I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't think I'm like ready for all of the hate comments that I'm going to get. I'm not like mentally prepped for it. And it was this whole big thing. And it was ridiculous because it was like such a small percentage of my followers and the engagement that I was getting was negative. And yet this was the only thing that I focused on. And I think understanding this and how it's now actually linked to AD, like me having ADHD and my brain thinking differently and me being more caring towards myself when these things happen. I think this is the thing, by having a better awareness about how your brain works and being more aware about how you should be kind to yourself because things affect you differently to other people, I think it's just so important. Having more knowledge about yourselves means you can treat yourself with more kindness because you're more compassionate and you're more understanding towards yourself. And I think that's what's been... sorry that's what's been really important for me going forward so now when something doesn't go my way when I don't have like for example let me think about the things that haven't there's been so many things that just haven't worked out and I've been gutted when they haven't worked out really really gutted because these weren't little things these were things that I really really thought were gonna work out I didn't get on to my degree that I wanted to get on to I got onto medical biochemistry at Leeds and it was quite hard to get onto it. Only 15 places for the entire country. There's only 15 spots and you had to go for an interview and you had to be like accepted onto the programme. And I got accepted onto the programme and it was like, wow, like that was really hard to get onto, but I managed to get onto it and I'm really proud of myself for getting onto it. And I did everything. I did the right courses. I tried really hard. And then on results day, I got my results through didn't I didn't get the grades I got a b and c but I got a c in chemistry and I had to get an a in chemistry and I think if I'd have got a b they'd have let me on but I got a c and so I didn't get onto the course I wanted to get onto and I was devastated and I think this is why it's important to have this episode now because I know a lot of you are doing your GCSEs and a levels or your exams and it's important to know that things will work out if it's not what you think it's going to be if it's not what you think you know what I mean is like if it's not what you think is going to happen if something happens and it's not the way you think it's going to happen if something changes if the plan changes if you don't get the grades you think you want not what you think you want you think you need then it will work out in the end and I've now become quite like practical in the way that I think about it because looking back if I'd have got accepted onto that course with the grades that I got I would have really struggled like really 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 have struggled because I I wasn't like my brain doesn't work in a chemistry way. I wasn't good at chemistry. I didn't like chemistry. I literally left the chemistry exams crying because I found it really really difficult like overload of information. And I also I wasn't passionate about it. I really liked biology. And that was my thing that I really really enjoyed. And so when I was doing the exams, I remember walking out of all of them and just crying and being like that was the hardest thing I've ever done and I really don't think I've passed it. Like, and the grade boundaries were quite high for it, so I really didn't feel that good. And I knew that I didn't really want to do biochemistry after I'd had those exams. You know when people just tell you what you want to do? And because I was good at it at A-Love, GCSE, the step up between GCSEs and A-Levels is crazy. Like, it's huge. It's massive. And because I was all, like, quite good at it, I got an A in GCSE, I was then like, well, I'll get an A in chemistry and A-level, like, I'll be fine, oh, how wrong was I, because it's totally different, it's an entirely different type of course, you learn about totally different types of things, 
And the way that they did the exams had changed. They'd suddenly swapped to doing this one exam where you covered two years worth of topics. And that's so much to learn. Beforehand, A-levels used to be kind of like modular. So you'd have it like each term, you'd have an exam. And that was so much better. Especially for how my brain works, where I feel like I'm breathing really loudly. But it's just because I'm getting really out of breath recently, like when I'm talking. Probably because I can't breathe in through my nose because I'm so ill. (sighs) It's fine. I am fine. I'm just need to recover you know I need to have a week where I just chill but this is what this week has been like so it's fine but anyway as I said like I was really struggling with chemistry and I didn't enjoy it I was just good at it at GCSE level and so then whilst I was studying I just felt that that wasn't what I wanted to do and then I didn't get the grades and I didn't get accepted into it and then I got offered a different course I got offered medical microbiology because they needed to fill the spaces on it and I'd got good enough grades for that and so I applied for that and I ended up getting it and it was like okay, this is a change of plan, this wasn't what I wanted, and I was still devastated, like, I was still really not happy with what had happened. I still felt like it was a total change of plan, and it wasn't the plan that I wanted, and I didn't know what I was going to do, and I felt really rejected, I felt like I'd failed, I think that was the reality of it, I felt like I'd failed, I felt like that was it now, and I can be very, like, catastrophizing in a situation, and be like, if it isn't what I wanted to work out, then I'm just going to fail, and it's a disaster, and it's, like, horrific. And so when I did fail, it was a massive wake up call and me thinking like, this is the end of the world. And so I got onto that course and I didn't really think any more of it. Okay, it wasn't the plan. Now I'm doing this. It's shit. I shouldn't like I failed. This is second best. And then I went into the course and I loved it. I really, really loved it. It was so interesting. And I was now so much more biology based. And it was all about diseases. And I'd never studied diseases properly before. And it was more about like human biology. And it was everything that I wanted. And I suddenly realized all of those tears that I'd had throughout like chemistry A level, because there was a lot, all of those tears I'd had throughout chemistry A level, I now didn't have to deal with them anymore because I was doing something that I really, really enjoyed. Because if I if I hated chemistry then, I was going to hate chemistry throughout my life. Like, I wasn't suddenly going to become a chemistry lover. That wasn't what was going to happen. It was not going to be that way at all. I was going to hate it. And I knew I wouldn't want to go into a career where that was the case, where I hated what I was doing. And so it all worked out. Although it wasn't what I thought was going to happen, it all worked out in the end. And then I think about other things that have happened, like relationships that haven't worked out like when my ex cheated on me that's the biggest form of rejection there is you know being cheated on like it's just awful because you think someone likes you and you think someone loves you and then they just don't because they cheat on you and it's like oh great and that that was shocking like I haven't told you guys this yet (laughs) maybe I won't no I will I think maybe I have, I probably have, I always think that I haven't said stuff to you guys, and I'm like, nope, we've mentioned that, we really are an open book, I don't know why I'm talking about myself as a we, it's just me, (laughs) Um, I really am an open book, but I wrote a blog, oh my god, I wrote a blog for the first few days after I got broken up with, and then I stopped writing the blog, because people started reading the blog, and I was like, this is so exposing, let's not write this anymore, and now look where we are, exposing ourselves on a weekly basis, but... I did not cope well with that breakup. Well, no, I did because it was horrific and I was so hurt and I was in so much pain and it was like rock bottom to a whole new level. And I think it coincided with a lot of other things. So it really just meant that there's this thing in like spiritual, spirituality is not a word. What am I trying to say? 
spiritology that's not a word am i thinking of scientology i don't mean scientology i mean spiritualness spirituality spirituality that's what i mean there's this thing where it's like the dark night of the soul and pre like beginning this by saying i don't actually know that much about it this is an entire trail of thought right now so don't say what i'm taking as fact but from what i understand it's kind of like the night where everything like where you hit rock bottom like it went really shit like everyone has that one night or like period of time where it's just like that was really bad and then after that it's like the before and after and then like after that you started growing and good things started happening you started like reaching a new understanding of yourself and like of your soul and who you are as a person and everything started getting bigger and better and better and better and better and that was definitely mine when I look at like my life before that and after that I feel like I was asleep and then I was awake like I was so unaware of myself and my surroundings and then after that happened I became so much more aware like who was I what did I want to do with my life what did I want to become who did what did I want to do and even though that was the biggest rejection that redirected me into a life where I actually started to like who I was, where I started to think about what I wanted in life, what what I wanted to do in life. And I think so many of us focus on these things that don't work out, on the plans that, like, don't, it doesn't work with. And if that had never happened, I would never have been able to meet my boyfriend now. And, like, mine and my boyfriend's meeting story is so strange. Like, it's so, like, fate. Like, it's just fate. Like, he shouldn't have been here. He should have been in Australia. He literally flew back a month or two before because of COVID. Flew back. He should have been at work. He was allowed to leave early. Like it all just like it was this perfect storm of and I wasn't going to go because I was nervous, but I went because my other friend was going and neither of us were going to be there at all. And he just decided last minute to come. And the rest is history. And now like we've been together nearly 3 years, you know? And if that massive rejection hadn't happened, and if I hadn't have been redirected into actually like, you need to work on yourself, you need to get to know who you are, you need to work out what you want in life, I would never be in the relationship that I'm in now and I would never be happy because I wasn't happy. This is the thing, when you, when something in your life, when you get rejected from it, when it doesn't work out, you always end up finding something better because it's in those moments of rejection, it's in those moments where things don't get to go, where things don't go to plan, that you get to know yourself and you get to know yourself better and you get to know what your wants and your needs are as a person. And I think that's really important. It's hard when things don't go to plan, it's devastating when they don't because you put so much expectation on these things, on these ideas, on these people, on these dreams. And sometimes they don't work out. Like, they just don't. Like, me and my friend had a podcast before this one and we loved doing it it was great and we got really close doing it but it just didn't work out because our lives were like in different places we had so many other things going on and it didn't work out and it was devastating when it didn't work out like I know it sounds silly to say it was devastating but we'd both put so much time so much effort into it we've been doing it for like a year and we were really like I was upset when it didn't work out and I felt really like kind of rejected from it not working out you know, like it, it, it hadn't gone to plan and I don't know, I didn't know why it hadn't gone to plan. I'd really enjoyed doing it. But if that hadn't have not worked out, would I have had the confidence to start You've Got Mail? No. Would I have felt like I could have done it on my own? No. And I had to use like that podcast to trial and error for this podcast, you know? 
you hear about these like rejections and these stories not going to plan. There's the the guy who made Gymshark. He created seven companies before he made Gymshark and all of them failed. You know? You're never gonna like if you don't make it on the first try, but you feel like it's something that you've got to do, you just got to keep trying because every time it fails, you get redirected into a more into like a better version of what you initially wanted. And I think that's really, really important. I think when I think about the things that I didn't get, when I think about the jobs that I've applied for that I haven't been given, the things that haven't worked out for me, it's always because something that I didn't know was coming ended up coming along, something bigger, something better, something happier, that would, something that would make me happier has come along, that's something that I didn't even know was possible, you know? I would never have thought when I started the first podcast that I'd have had the confidence to start the second podcast, and now look where we are, you know? It's all of these things of if I started with the podcast and I was making reels and the reels weren't really working. And then one time I was like, right, I'm just going to talk on TikTok. I'm just going to talk. And it worked. All of a sudden I started working out the content I could produce that was different, that wasn't the kind of same old things that everyone else was producing because I knew that wouldn't really make me stand out. And when I think about like the jobs that I've applied for and the relationships that have failed everything that hasn't worked out has ended up pointing me in a better direction. I think about this and I think it makes me, the way that I visualise it, it's kind of like, you know, like the fun houses in the spares where there's loads of doors and they're all like not real doors and then one of them is real. And this is why it's so important to try new things because every time you try new things, you're opening a new door and it might not work. But one of those times the door is going to work, okay? You are not always going to try things and fail. There's going to be something that does work. And you've just got to keep trying new things. This is what I've written and applying for things. You've got to put yourself out there and try and open the doors. If you don't try and open the doors, nothing good will come of it, you know? You can't just sit down and expect good things to happen to you. It's not going to work out like that. You really have to put yourself out there. Apply for the job that you don't think you can get. Apply for it, okay? Apply for things that you think is out of your reach. Apply for things that you think you can't do. Sign yourself up for a half marathon, okay? Because you will be able to do so much more than you think you can do. And I think it's really important as well to be trying and opening these doors and pushing yourself further. Because otherwise you'll just stay in the same room. And this is the other thing. Some people are happy staying in that same room and there's nothing wrong with that. You keep pushing forward until you feel like you've reached your level of contentness. And I know for me, I probably won't ever reach that level of contentness because I always want to be pushing and growing and changing. Like That's something that's really important to me as a person. But it's a very personal choice. Not everyone is like that. And that is okay. That's something that I have not been the best at accepting. And I'm realising it more and more. And I'm really working on it. Like I'm much better. Like I'm fine now about it. But... I used to, like, when I think about friends that used to come to me and, like, we'd chat about things, I would really push for them to be, like, you can do the best, like, push yourself the hardest, apply for what you, like, reach the sky, you know? Like, the sky is your limit. You can go wherever you want to go. But with, like, moving higher and higher up the career ladder and kind of, like, there's more stress involved. There's other things involved that not everyone wants in life. Some people do just want like a nine to five where they close the laptop screen at five or whatever they're doing. They finish their job and they come home and they relax and they like enjoy their life. And there's like, that's what they want. And that is equally as valuable as like a life choice than me say and me wanting to be like, get higher and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and like have a podcast and have a job. And like, I want to be like massive. 
you know, that's what I really want to do because that is what I'm passionate about and that's what makes me, like, drives me forward. But not everyone is like that and that's okay because if we're all the same person, that would be a very boring world. And realising this and realising that that's okay and realising that sometimes I need to, like, check myself, make sure that I'm not trying to, like, push my dreams and, like, my view of the world onto the person that's talking to me. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I feel like it's something that I wasn't aware of beforehand. I used to really, like, it's a bit embarrassing to admit, it's not nice to admit the things that, like, were bad about you or toxic, but I'm going to admit it because then maybe some of you guys can, like, note it about yourself as well and then work on it. But I used to believe that, like, you really should push yourself forward, that that was really important. And, like, if you weren't doing that, then that was bad. Like, you should be. And I think that was, like, this capitalist mindset that had been injected into me from society that you had to work, work, work to make your worth. And now I'm realising that's not the case. Not everyone wants to do that. Not everyone enjoys that. That doesn't make everyone happy. So why should everyone do that? They shouldn't. They should be able to do what makes them happy, and that's what's really important. And we are bringing this back to the podcast content part, back to rejection being a redirection, in that you should constantly, like try new things and it doesn't always have to be job related but the things with like relationships and love and friendships and new situations like keep doing new things don't close yourself off I think if you take anything from this podcast episode I want you to take the notion that you shouldn't close yourself off from anything I know you've been hurt and I know you feel like there's no point applying to anything anymore. You feel like you've applied to every single job or you feel like you've dated every single person. You feel like you've tried to make friends with every single one out there and you still haven't found your group or your person or the people that make you happy or you haven't felt like you found your home yet. But keep trying. Don't give up because you will find it eventually. If you try enough, you will find it. By statistical laws of chance, you will find it. It's taken me so long to finally feel settled in a city. It's taken me until I'm 22. You know, it took me moving to Leeds, moving back from Leeds, moving, like visiting London, moving back home, traveling, and now living in London. It's taken me until this point to finally feel like a city is home. And it never felt like that before. Leeds didn't feel like home. And I don't know why. I don't think that's anything on, that's nothing on Leeds as a city, it's just on, for me it didn't feel like home, and me and my friends were talking about this actually, about the idea of home, and cities, and what that means, and how a city can feel, because my friend really wants to move there, and how for her, Leeds does feel like a home, like she was like, I just feel like I'd really enjoy living there, and I felt like that about London, but I never felt like that about Leeds, when I was picking my undergrad, I never felt like I'd be really happy living there as a city. I just more felt that I it was close to home and it was far enough away and close enough and it would be fine, you know? And I think it's really important to, like, where you feel in your tummy, like, where you intuitively feel like somewhere is home, that's important to clock onto. And I think this is the thing when you're when you are rejected from something, when something doesn't work out, you become more clued into the things that make you feel good. Like, when, I guess... Leeds wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I guess that was kind of a rejection as well. But it redirected me into realising what I wanted in life and how I could find that. And now I live in London and I'm the happiest that I've ever been. You know? I'm really, really happy. And I'd never felt like this before. And I think this is why I'm changing my mindset now that good things are coming and that good things are happening. And that if I keep trying, like I applied for a job and I didn't get it. And I put a lot of effort into like the interview process and everything and I didn't get it. And I was really sad, you know, 
And I think it was especially sad, as I said, because a lot of people around me are doing really great and, like, like they're doing so well. They're trying so hard and, like, things are finally working out for them. And I found myself comparing. I was comparing myself to a lot of the people around me and I found that really tricky because I started to think, like, I cried last night because I didn't think I was doing anything. I thought that my life was... I think I know I've already spoken about this, but I just thought that my life was, like... And that was wrong for me to feel like that, you know? Like, why am I thinking like that? Why am I suddenly, why am I thinking my life is like that? I just need to be trying more things, have a more positive approach and realise that my life will also work out. Even if I am being rejected from things and if things aren't going to plan, it's redirecting me into the best course of action, you know? I kind of think of it like a compass. And you kind of like the compass like needers going like, you can't see my hand. It's moving from like right to left, right to left, right to left, right to left. And every time something doesn't go to plan, the like space, like it starts off and it's really moving like a big amount, like a big amount. And when something goes wrong, the width is a bit less and a bit less and a bit less. And as more things you get rejected from, rejected from, rejected from, rejected from, you start to realize more and more what you want in life. You get more because things start to go right and you realize, yes, I want that. And then something goes wrong, you realise, oh, I really don't want that. And then something else goes right, and you're like, oh, I like that in my life. And all of a sudden, you start to kind of filter into your life the things that are really important. And you get on this fine line track of the life that is going to be so exciting for you. And I think, I don't, I just feel excited. Maybe it's just because it's sunny, but I just feel very like, I need to be positive about my life. It's good. I'm young, I'm happy. I'm doing exciting things, like, we're all doing so many exciting things, I'm so proud of us all, but I feel like I've probably rambled about this topic enough, but just remember, things don't go to plan, it's not the end of the world, if anything, it's exciting, because it means you're going to be on the path that really best fits you, and that's really, really important, that's going to mean you have the most exciting life, so don't give up, because things haven't worked out in my life, and it's ended up putting me on the best path possible, like, it really has, but anyway, on to the question part for this week's podcast okay on to the question part this is podcast god i really like my posture is shocking when i'm recording the podcast like really really shocking so let's see is it a good thing to be friends with your ex oh we're starting off with a juicy question hmm depends i think this is a personal question i think this like Ex questions and relationship questions are so dependent on what your relationship was like. You guys might have been really healthy. They might not have been a toxic little shit, you know? (laughs) They might have been a nice person. And it might just not have worked out and it might be, like, very amicable. I think think the, the only danger in being friends with your ex is when you still have feelings for them. That's not very fair. Because if you still have feelings for them, then that's going to be really painful to go through. But you might not have feelings. It might be like an ex from five years ago that you couldn't care less about, you know? Like, that's that's like then obviously a totally different situation. So I think good things to be friends with your ex totally depends on the type of relationship that you had. Like, whether or not it was a good or bad relationship. Like, are you, like, toxic, not toxic, red flag, no red flag? Like, that's really important going forward. So it depends on the type of relationship it had and also your feelings towards them. If it is purely platonic for both of you, if you know they like you, but you don't like them, that's also not that healthy, you know? Like, why do you still want to carry on seeing them if you know they like you? But I, You know, you've got to be careful, especially if you're seeing someone new, then I don't think it's fair to be seeing, like, friends with your ex if your ex means more to you, like, means something more than purely platonic. That's not fair. Like, personally, I don't think that's fair. I mean, this is the other thing, though. 
it's your own opinion. That's just what I would tell my friends, you know? That's what I'm telling you guys. But oh, I'll just tap the screen really loudly. It's, you know, it's purely based on what you want to do. Do you believe in love at first sight? I I think about this in my boyfriend now. I maybe not love at first sight because I think love takes a bit of time to like come but I believe in like a feeling of you just know as soon as I met my boyfriend I just knew I just felt really at ease I felt really comfortable I just I felt really like I'm in the right place you're a good person and I like you and it just felt good you know so I think, I think love at first sight can happen, but for me, it's not love necessarily. It's like, I know when I meet someone, if this is going to be a yes or no, like that instant feeling to me of how I am around someone. I don't warm to people, you know, I like them or I don't like them. And if I have to warm to you, like, we'll still be good. Like, you know, we can still get on, but like if that initial meet, when I first meet you, if like that means a lot to me, you know, and I think about that with friends as well, that initial first meeting with people, I mean, sometimes you can get it wrong. So obviously I'm not saying every time, all the time, but I think I do believe in when you first meet someone, you can know how you're going to feel about them, if that makes sense. Do you believe that what is meant for you won't pass you by slash everything happens for a reason? A thousand percent. Like I would bet so much money on the things that have gone wrong in my life going wrong for a reason, but I also believe the the idea that things like a Memphis won't pass you by. You've got to put yourself out there. You can't just like do your same routine every single day and expect great things to happen. Like if you don't apply for things, if you don't like you've at least got to try, you know? You've got to give the universe the opportunity to make things happen. You can't just sit still because it's not going to fall in your lap. And I think that's sometimes where people go wrong is that they just expect it to happen really easily and that can be a little bit tricky, you know? Do you press the post of everything happens for... Oh, interesting, you guys. That's the same question, but similar response, you know? I think everything does happen for a reason, but you've really got to try and make things happen for a reason, you know? Unrelated to the topic, but what are your favourite podcasts? Guys, I'm in a podcast slump at the moment. I'm really not listening to many. I always love the At Lexi podcast. That's like a go-to one. I really enjoy that one. I really enjoy, like... Sounds weird because my podcast isn't super educational, but I really like like informative ones. So I love the Diary of a CEO ones because I always feel like I learn something. But I love like an interview style podcast. I used to really like, um, what's it called? It's like the Purpose one. It's by Jay Shetty. I think it's called Purpose. Um, But I kind of went off it a bit. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I went off it. But I did go off it a bit. But maybe I'll go back to it. I always go back to these things. I ended up getting like ebbs and flows of interest levels. I just haven't had much free time to listen to podcasts recently. Because I realised when I was running, that used to be when I used to listen to podcasts. But I actually realised it wasn't very motivational and I needed to run faster. And I was bored because I was just like running. And I was like, I just want to walk now. Like this podcasts are good for walking. So I'm going to go for a walk more walks this week whilst I'm at home and maybe maybe I'll get back into my podcast era one of you guys recommended a podcast though so I'm gonna try and listen to that one it's like Anna Anna something M something fitness inside Anna's mind that's the podcast title um so I'm gonna listen to that and see if that one's good and I'm sure it will be because you guys always give really really good recommendations but let me go on to some of the anonymous questions these are always so interesting Okay, so on to the anonymous questions. I always take a second to like get onto them. They always take me a second, but here we are. Okay, let's go. Where are your parents from? My parents are both from England. My mum was born in Yemen and because they were like 
my dead granddad's job traveled around a lot of the time um so she's lived all over the world and then my dad is from where I'm from in Scarborough um but yeah I don't know why I think because I have very dark features a lot of people think I'm from somewhere else a lot of people think I'm like Italian or Spanish or Turkish interesting I think it's just because I have dark features like really dark features um but yeah I'm English guys (laughs) I feel like it's such a boring response like I don't know it's just you know I wish I could speak another language and I just can't and it just makes me upset makes me really sad you know do you want kids eventually yes but eventually not now nowhere near now I am only just getting my own life together the thought of having to get someone else's life together I don't want that just right now that's not where my head is at and I feel like I'm just starting to get my mental health in like a good place I'm starting to work with everything and I'm not ready to be in charge of someone else's mental health you know I'm just not ready for it yet and so I also can't offer it the fact that I called the child it probably also indicates that I'm not in the right place for it but um I think maybe when I'm like 30 I think 30 my mum had me when she was 30 and I now fully get why I think 30 would be when I was ready when I would be ready to have kids you know that's in like eight years eight years I'll hopefully be in a place where I can provide for the kid and be in like a happy like place where I'm at in my mind so I think I think that would be when I'd be ready you know are you close with your parents oh a lot about my parents this time mm, yes no I am it's had its ups and downs and like ebbs and flows but I am really lucky to have a really really close relationship with my parents and I am really grateful for that and it's like made a really strong foundation for my life we've always been really close which has been really nice you know I think when you're a teenager and stuff it's hard like you're emotional there's a lot going on in your life so it's more intense but I think now I'm older and I'm like an adult now we have a really lovely relationship which I'm very very grateful for and last one are you looking to date someone right now guys I say this every time I have a boyfriend. I've had a boyfriend for three years. So no, I'm not looking to date someone right now because open relationship is not for me. I, yeah, I'm really, I just can't do it. I'm too jealous. I just could not share. That is not for me. Like, hats off to people who can do it. I just couldn't personally. Like, I just don't think I could. I'm My mind would not do well in those types of situations, you know? Like, no, I don't. I can't see it working out. I think I just end up getting really jealous and overthinking absolutely everything. So that is not for me. But anyway, on to the new things that I've done this week. So the new things I've done this week is cut my hair off because we're going through a reinvention. I'm also going to get a new piercing. And I don't know if this screams she's having a crisis or she's about to reinvent herself. Everyone be scared. So this is one of the new things. I also went to my new favourite art gallery. It's called The Courthold. I'm probably saying that wrong, but you spell it C-O-U-R-T-H-A-U-L-D. And I found my new favourite mono painting. I loved it. It was beautiful. It like reminds me of like, the, it was based in the French Riviera. And it's just the colours and everything just made me realise that is what life is for. You know, beautiful sunshine, French coast. Mm. It made me want to go and drink wine and eat nice food and drink coffee and live by the beach in a hot country. I know I live by the beach, but I live by the beach in Scarborough. It's very cold. I want to be in a bikini all the time, all the time. And so this is what I'm manifesting. I want to live in Lisbon, I think. Everyone I know is moving to Lisbon. I say everyone I know, two people I know, and one of them I don't even know. But you know, 
two people I know of are moving to Lisbon and I want to go. So that's what I'm manifesting for next time. But I think that was a really lovely gallery and it's also free if you're a student. So if you are in the UK, if you are in London, would definitely recommend going there. And they're open all Easter weekend as well. So definitely go and check that out. Other nice things that I've done this week, I found there's this really nice, it's called the coal. I spoke about it last time. It's called oh, I don't know what to call it, the coal, it's not the coal mine, search the coal something, it's near King's Cross, it'll come up, because I can't remember what it's called, there's a really nice cheese toasty place in there, and there's this thing called like a listening bar, and that was really cool, it's where they play live music, and you can listen, strange that, isn't it, strange that they'd call that, that a listening bar, but I enjoyed going to that, and the cheese toasty was really yummy, it was really, really yummy, other new things that I've done this week, guys, I've been chilling, I've been doing a bit of running, but I've been really listening to my body and we're about to have a reinvention. So watch this space. But no, the court hold was really good. Really glad I did that. And I went for a run along. It's not the Thames, but there's like little rivers in East London. And I don't really know what you call them, but like canals. I think canals. I went for a run along the canals and that was really nice. And then just now I went for a run along the Mount and you can see all over Scarborough when you got to the top. So I put contact lenses in and you know, it looks great. I also, new skincare product that I tried. My mum got the snail gloop, you know, it's called like mucin. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, I remember trying this in booths like six years ago when I was a kid and being like, that's so gross. Turns out she's got some. So I tried it out. It's quite gloopy, but my skin does look nice. But I'm also not sure on the ethics of how it is produced because my mum didn't realise it was snail gloop. She, when I told her, her face was a picture. She had no idea. Because if you don't know what it is, you it wouldn't like jump out at you and she had no idea about it. And so she was shocked. But I'm going to try that out and see how that goes. I also found this new green tea serum. God, I love coming home and just stealing all my mum's skincare. I really, my skin up levels when I come home because the skincare that I use suddenly jumps from like very average, very basic, very minimum to incredible. But I'm going to the theatre tonight. So that's exciting. And hopefully, I think I'm meant to be at the pub now, but... I had to record a podcast for you guys and that was more important. But anyway, thank you for listening. If possible, if you can let me know what you thought of this episode using a little question, just scroll up and it should be there. That really helps me know what you like about the episodes, what you don't like about the episodes and makes the episodes better for future episodes to come. Also, if you can press the subscribe button, it really massively helps more people find me. And if you can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok, I'm literally one follower away from 1,300 followers. So please, please be that follower because I have watched this number jump. Like, oh my God, it is just not passing that number. So please be that follower. That would make me very, very, very happy. Happy Easter. I hope you're having a lovely time. I hope you're eating lots and lots of chocolate because that is what I have been doing every single day recently and I'm I'm loving my life. But I love you. I hope you're okay and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for following me and listening along and I love you. Bye.